from KQED. The Bay Area has a long history of being home to the kind of activism that can change the world. The Black Panthers, the free speech movement, environmentalism. Today, we are going to focus on a historic event in the Native American civil rights movement. Power to the Indian people! Which kicked off 50 years ago around Thanksgiving. In 1969, Native Americans took over Alcatraz Island. That's Erica Cruz Guevara. She's a producer with The Bay, another podcast from KQED. They were protesting against broken treaties and demanded their rights to self-determination. It was a protest that would span 19 months and galvanize the movement. Every year, people still gather to remember the resistance that Native people took part in. It's honoring the Native people. They took care of the earth. And we're still here, though. We haven't gone anywhere. Today on Bay Curious, we bring you a story from the Bay podcast about the occupation of Alcatraz and how Native people carry on their activist legacy today. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Support for Bay Curious is brought to you by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. Explore their brews wherever fine beverages are sold, and taste how trailblazing runs in the family. Visit SierraNevada.com to find your new favorite beer today. Hey, KQED listeners. I'm right now as podcast host, Pendarvis Harshaw, dropping a line to invite you to a summer evening of live contemporary jazz at the KQED headquarters in San Francisco. Thursday, June 20th at 7 p.m. We've got a stacked lineup of dope musicians, including vocalist Jamie Z, saxophonist Lydia Rodriguez, and harpist Destiny Muhammad. And Newsflash is the closing event for our podcast. We've had a great run, so help us celebrate the end of this chapter. Get tickets to Liner Notes Live at kqed.org slash events. The Bay's Erica Cruz Guevara teams up with reporter Alice Wolfley to tell the story. A series of celebrations and commemorations began in October on Indigenous Peoples Day, when Native folks from up and down the West Coast and as far away as Hawaii and Canada gathered for a ceremonial canoe journey around Alcatraz Island. So my alarm went off around 4.45, got to Aquatic Park. There were about five canoes lined up in the dark, and um, there was definitely a buzz of excitement. I'm Leilani Fennell. Huyajet Hinundi Kyung. Huyajet is my native name from Haida. It's given to me by my Auntie Louise Arrington. And I'm pulling with the Muckleshoot Canoe family from um, Washington. The canoe journey was a journey around Alcatraz, around the island, to commemorate and honor the 50th anniversary of the occupation. Alcatraz occupation is a big inspiration to me to continue doing the, the community work that I do. It's been 50 years since we took Alcatraz. In 1969, a group of 14 activists broke through a Coast Guard blockade to land on Alcatraz in order to claim it um, 
as a sovereign native space. In America last November, 14 Indians seized Alcatraz Island in San Francisco Bay. Today, 800 Indians occupy the island. My name is uh, Eloy Martinez. I live in Oakland, and I was on Alcatraz in 1969. The Indians base their claim to Alcatraz on a century-old treaty which gives the Sioux Indian a right to any land abandoned by the government. They've made the island their own, and more families move in every week. I, I don't know, I guess it's just a standing up and just saying enough is enough. We, uh, the Native Americans, reclaim this land known as Alcatraz Island in the name of all American Indians by right of discovery. Alcatraz was owned by the federal government, but they hadn't used the land since the prison closed in 1963. Native protesters argued that meant the land was theirs because of the Treaty of Fort Laramie. It said any land abandoned by the federal government should be returned to the natives who once occupied it. What motivated us to do this is there are Indians across North America today are taking strong stands to gain back the lands that they've lost. If they refuse this proclamation here, then it will expose the true nature of this society, that it does not uphold treaties. We will purchase said Alcatraz Island for $24 in glass beads and red cloth, a precedent set by the white man's purchase of a similar island about 300 years ago. We know that $24 in trade goods for these 16 acres is more than was paid when Manhattan Island was sold. You know, it was, it was with the adrenaline rush and just, you know, just, uh, just a feeling of, like, we're free. There were 400 protesters on the island at its peak. Supplies had to be brought in by boat, which got difficult when the Coast Guard set up a blockade. When we got out there, it was like, you know, we figured that everybody asked, why did you do that? Why did you take it? Because it's just like a reservation. It's no better than a reservation. It has nothing. It's, no, it's not sustainable. You can't grow anything. There's nothing but a rock. It got no water. It got no, no plumbing, no facilities, none of that. GSA and the public health department made the statement one time that they were going to have to rip us off the island because of improper sanitation facilities. But if they're going to take us off the island out there for that, then I think they're going to have to improve conditions on the reservations. Protesters hoped the land would become a cultural center for Native Americans, a place to gather and strengthen their community. Since the San Francisco Indian Center burned down, there's no place for Indians to assemble and carry on our tribal life here in the white man's city. Therefore, we plan to develop on this island several Indian institutes. Well, we want a university here. We want an ecology center. We want an Indian museum. We want a Native American studies department. We want to do something here for our own people. The white man's tried to educate us for the last uh, 400 years, and it's been a dismal failure. So we should be allowed the opportunity to try to see what we can do for our own people. The idea was having cultural centers, you know. But cultural centers with us don't have to be buildings and structures. You know, we're, we have some great storytellers. Alcatraz is nothing but a rock to many people but it's our rock, and we can develop it, and we can make things work for the Indian people. So it's more than just a rock to us. It's, it's uh, maybe a stepping stone to a better future. The occupation got lots of attention from the general public and celebrities like Marlon Brando and Jane Fonda. In 1970, I went to Alcatraz. That was like the beginning of the American Indian movement. But as months passed, life on the island began to change. Student protesters left to return to school. Soon, Native Americans began complaining about freelance photographers and hippies making messes and eating their food. 
Drugs and alcohol, which had been banned on the island, made their way into the hands of some occupants. There's a lot of talk about uh, the challenges and the conflicts that took place within that movement, as you hear with a lot of movements. Then a child fell to her death on a prison stairwell. Next, the government cut off power, and not long after, a fire destroyed a few historic buildings on the island. That fire, we, we, we don't know how it started any more than anyone else does. All this lowered general morale. In June of 1971, armed federal marshals forcibly removed the last of the Alcatraz residents. This was an intolerable situation that could not go on indefinitely. And the occupation lasted 19 months. But it seems undeniable that this act had a huge impact. Power to the Indian people! The occupation did seem to raise the nation's consciousness. For example, universities around the country began studies in Indian heritage. But it wasn't, it wasn't about living on Alcatraz. It was the idea. But the idea was that for sovereignty, education, all those things that seem easy for other people to get that we never had, those were the things that the idea was about. The occupation of Alcatraz was the catalyst of the Native American Civil Rights Movement. It was the first major event that happened in that movement. It created a network. It's been an inspiration to subsequent generations of Native activists. Now we ask permission to come ashore. The two elders that I spoke with, Eloy Martinez and Ruth Orta, both expressed how much joy and hope and excitement they have for the next generation. To see the young generation participate in learning what the older generation did and to pay attention to their parents and respect it. I love it. I love it. Eloy just went on about how, you know, these young folks aren't afraid of anything and they're so smart. And, you know, he said, I am ready to pass on the torch. I want to welcome you to Yalamu. Can I hear you say Yalamu? Yalamu. Can I hear you say Ramatush? Ramatush. You're acknowledging the first words before San Francisco was known as San Francisco. It was known as Yalamu. The first language of this land is Ramatush. So by acknowledging indigenous protocol, by becoming familiar with the indigenous peoples who have always been stewarding these lands since time immemorial, we are taking those steps to honor the past to shape the future. The actual anniversary of the occupation was November 20th. The events commemorating this historical event will last 19 months, as long as the occupation did. That story was reported by Alice Wolfley and produced by Erica Cruz Guevara, Devin Kadiyama, Kiana Mogadam, and Jessica Placek. A version first aired on The Bay, a podcast that helps you make sense of what's happening in the Bay Area. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you should go now, like right now, and subscribe. It's probably my favorite way to stay in the loop about what's happening locally. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play June's trivia game? Every month, we'll read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a sweet prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, 
Our question for the month is, this cafe in San Francisco's North Beach neighborhood is said to be the first espresso coffee house on the West Coast. What is the name of the cafe? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snapchat Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.